Welcome to Saltivation. The Saltivation Show is a podcast series featuring the leading voices in salt, where we talk about the issues and strategies to help you make sense of state and local tax. Hi, everyone. Today, Connie and I are going to kind of talk about some maybe tips or tricks to start out for maybe a sales tax or a state tax audit. You know, we've seen a lot of increase in audit activity happening, Connie being kind of our resident audit handler. And we had one client kind of, you know, as we were talking through some of the issues with him, say like, you know, what could we have done differently so that we aren't, you know, right now facing an over million dollar assessment. And so I think that kind of triggered things that Connie and I thought we could share. And so I think from the beginning, you know, auditors will send you just a list of everything under the sun, right? And so it's like, don't give it to them. (laughs) Give them, you know, reach out to someone and just kind of go through like, okay, well, what do you actually need? What do you, you know, do you really need this? Do you really need my state income tax returns for a sales tax audit for the state of California when I'm in Colorado? So, you know, that was kind of one thing that we had talked about. And yeah, kind of you had made, you know, kind of the suggestion of making sure you have like a pre-audit call, right? Always helpful to have a pre-audit call just to kind of get the auditor familiar with who you are and what you do and where you're at, kind of what you're doing. Because a lot of times when they're asking for that sort of information, it's just because they're trying to understand your business. And so even, you know, 20, 30 minutes talking with them about what you do and how you do it and where you are, maybe even the systems you use and what kind of information they can have will help limit their their information requests. Right. Like kind of you had the pleasure of educating a a Denver auditor, right? Was it Denver on what software as a service was? And who knew in 2021 that you were educating an auditor on a SaaS company? Mm -hmm. Exactly. (laughs) And then something else too is we find that you know, we have clients who operate in more than one state and auditors will ask, you know, they're auditing a jurisdiction. And so only give them kind of financials that are applicable to that business. So what expenses are running through kind of, you know, your one business as a whole and you don't keep separate like GL systems, but you know that like, okay, all of our marketing activity happens in Denver and not Boston. So let's not give them any marketing activity. And you can kind of bifurcate that, right? You know, Connie, do you want to share that one kind of example that we're just struggling with with the city and county of Denver? Yeah, you know, another another audit, another fun audit that we're dealing with. The information that was given to the auditor included assets that were kind of shipped everywhere. They were all across the country. And so the Denver auditor is looking at these assets saying, well, it says ship to you know, Virginia or Texas or what have you. But why is that showing up in the Denver GL? Why is it showing up in these books? And so it's an argument better not had if you can avoid it. Um, So just trying to limit the information that you give them to what's applicable to their jurisdiction can be really helpful if you're able to do it. Right. Well, and also just from like fundamentally, right, we have a lot of auditors comment on like, hey, we were stuck in like a really deep, dark hole in the basement of your office building. Like, you know, try to make it as comfortable because, you know, it it sets up the auditor kind of like, oh, kind of this this perception of contention. Absolutely. 
Yeah. I mean, they're, they're human too. I've gotten to know, um, being on the industry side for a while too, getting to know auditors that they're human too, and they have families and they have interests and hobbies outside of auditing. And sometimes they're really pleasant people, but they can be less pleasant <laughs> when they're stuck in the darkest you know, corner of the basement of, you know, file room with the invoices from 1972 or whatever. You know, I think keeping that in mind and and helping them to be comfortable, they're going to spend some time there. Sure, it's not going to be a lot of fun, probably not as much fun for them either. <laughs> so just trying to make it as, as comfortable of a process as possible. Right. So I think really, you know, as we wrap up, you know, we appreciate you all kind of listening to maybe our little bit of it of audit advice but really you know one audits are very expensive in addition to the money that you might be assessed but it's a really big time suck on you know people who's not whose primary jobs are not to run you know tax audits so to the extent that you know you can put in the work at the beginning Right to hone in your information, you know, could really pay off dividends in the end. That short, that concept of like short-term sacrifice for long-term gain, right? Absolutely, a little work up front makes it go so much smoother. Right, and of course, you know, Saltivation is always here. Connie loves audits. We love audits. <laughs> so thanks for stopping by, and you can always follow us at Saltivation.com. Thanks. This podcast is for educational purposes only and is not intended, nor should it be relied upon as legal, tax, accounting, or investment advice. You should consult with a competent professional to discuss specifics of your situation and the applicability of the information presented.